Hey, I'm Tommy Chong. Welcome to High on Homegrown. Yes, yes, everybody, and welcome to High on Homegrown, the cannabis podcast from Percy'sGrowroom.com. I am Mackie from the UK, and joining us this week, we have Monkey Doo. That's right. It's the one and only Monkey Doo down here in the Southeast U.S. today, enjoying cooler weather and a little bit of rain today. Kind of nice, actually, down here. But I will say the one and only Monkey Doo, because that's it. It's just me today and Mackie, the only Monkey Doo. That's right. It's just me and Monkey today. Marge is taking her friend to the airport, so she's not able to make it. And Bubble Hawk is out there somewhere in the outback, you know, yeah, making a movie or wherever he's, he's doing. You know, Still chasing emus and, and drop bears. We have no idea what he's up to. Mm-hmm. But I hope he's all good. I'm sure I'm sure he'll be back before the, uh, the festive period arrives, so he should yeah. be back soon. He probably has to come back to, you know, get more weed. Mm-hmm. One of those you things. Know, You're going to carry so much have. with you. You got to take an extra <laughs> bag just to carry his weed. <laughs> That's right, man. Because we know how he used to. I don't. Maybe, maybe he's going to come back reformed. And, you know, consuming a little less. Yeah. I've seen I the light, know. lads. That, that, that is bubble hawk, though. I don't really know if that's possible. You know. <laughs> hey, man. I'm sure he's all good, and I hope everybody out there in the chat and you know the people listening. I hope you're all good out there, enjoying the stressful season that is December. Yeah, everybody seems to be getting really stressed right now. So it's important when it's stressful times like this just to remember to keep smoking, stay high, don't get too stressed, don't take this shit too seriously. But we've got a few interesting news stories to be covering this week, and we might get uh, a little bit of a, a monkey rant. Is a little bit wound up by a particular something. That we're Me? Gonna get to I'm calm as can be, brother. I'm mm, calm as can be. For I'm now, good. until you start reading those... Those articles you present. What article? Today. I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, we'll nothing. See. No. We'll see. <laughs> and then, of course, we have some hypocrisy from the UK. Again, I don't know where we keep finding these stories. You know, <laughs> hypocrisy from the UK. No I way. I know, man. right? I know, right? Hey, you guys are supposed to be have it like all together. You know, the world leaders and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Back you in know, the maybe. day. Back in the day. <laughs> that's how it all was. But you know, things uh, are different now. It's going to be a good session. It's just me and Monkey again. It's not going to be a long intro by the sound of things. We always wrap it up pretty quick when it's just two of us. Yeah. And uh, we should really just discuss what we're smoking now. What you got, Monkey? What you got? Well, uh, earlier I just took a tiny bit of a, of the uh, Forgotten Strawberries from Mephisto and sampled it. Uh, I've got a lot to talk about in this news article, and I don't want to get a little bit too high on it. But I'll tell you what, <laughs> just, that, just that bag that I took off, the, off this stuff, it's got me feeling nice and high, you know, kind of nice. a good balanced hybrid feeling to it. What's the, um, what's the flavor? Hard for me to say on it right now. I mean, I didn't get much of anything on it. Um, I was expecting the prominent strawberries, but I kind of get a little bit of a spiciness out of it. Um, almost wanted to, this is crazy as it sounds like this hasn't even cured. It's, it's only been in the jar a few days, but almost like a cinnamon pop pop off the top Ooh. of it when I take the jar off of it you know so nice. but this is all going to change so who knows but it was sticky as can be and delicious as as you can imagine so what you got today Mackie I'm smoking the Aunt Jenny's elixir again I, I kind of like this stuff a bit too much man <laughs> it's, just, <laughs> again, it's a lovely weed it's a delicious flavor a nice gentle high as well because it's a one-to-one you know it's a THC CBD so you don't get too mashed by it but you, it's just a nice mellowed out effect man I do like this Aunt Ginny's elixir quite a lot. Yeah, man. It's been very nice to me. I, I seem to enjoy 
CBD, THC weed, one-to-ones, more than just straight-up THC weed nowadays. I like that that mix of cannabinoids, man. And I, w- I want to find more strains that just have a nice, fine mix of different cannabinoids rather than just being THC dominant all the time. Yeah, nice, I found man. some uh, some two-to-one when I was out in Oregon the other day, uh, last nice. time. So that that was interesting because I really the other fought day, the... the other day. You, you know, yeah, it was the last other day month. can be anything until fucking five was, years ago, you know? <laughs> it was six weeks ago, okay, in Oregon when I was out there. But anyway, no, the bug tender recommended this stuff, and I, I had really... You know, I was very much opposed to it at first because I'm thinking like, nah, just to be THC, we ain't got time to mess with that other stuff like that. But I took his advice on it. And I have to say now, while I didn't feel excessively high on it, I felt comfortable, relaxed, and good. So, I mean, maybe that's, I need to grow some more of that then maybe, huh? Mm-hmm. I know I have it in my in my collection. I've got both the Aunt Jenny's elixir and the CBD cream and cheese. So I've got no excuse for not having it in the cabinet. Ooh, CBD cream and cheese. Mm-mm-mm. I do have it, man. So, I mean, it's just one of those situations. Again, I, I got more seeds than tent. Yeah, sounds like we're gonna do there, tent, bro. We need more Uh, tent, but you also need legality before you start taking them crazy risks. Yeah, and I need to stay married. If I if I go too far with the tents, you know that could be a problem too. Mm -hmm. You know, just get get something that looks like storage. You know, (laughs) this is just a storage. Don't go in there. What's that forty foot container sitting there in your backyard? Why are you going in there every morning with a bucket? You know, <laughs> <laughs> it, it rubs the lotion on its skin, or it gets the hose again. He's <laughs> feeding oh, it fish heads. You know. <laughs> yeah, you never know, man. This is the deep south down here. You never know. Oh, true. Yeah. I watched that movie the other day. I told you, didn't I? I watched Deliverance. You did. Yeah. Very Crazy. interesting film. Very interesting film. Yeah. <laughs> no spoiler alerts now. <laughs> squeal. Squeal. <laughs> Terrible. But oh, yeah, with man. that, I think that's about everything. We should just crack on with this news because we've got like seven stories to cover. So we've got a crazy amount of stories to cover today. Yeah, uh, actually, it looks like I've got brief. four. Mine's just two, really. But yeah, mm-hmm. one of mm-hmm. them is just nah. Yeah, they all merge. Horrible. Together. Horrible, yeah. Yeah, let's do the news. Let's do it. I'm going to press the button. Ready? Let's go. I think we should just get started straight away with the monkey rant. No. The progressive build-up of it. It's not actually a monkey rant, but it is kind of depressing. Okay, guys. So let's start with this one. Okay. This actually started over at the forum and it came up. Uh, art man p- posted it and initially I read through it and it was on the fence about deciding whether or not to cover this one or not but it's got to be done so it says Ohio Senate cannabis bill keeps criminalization and undermines equity despite expungements and home grow advocates warn now here's the background of this whole thing here the voters were uh, the voters passed uh, by 57 percent an initiative to legalize recreational cannabis in the state of Ohio the voters were only able to decide was on the issue. Was that a recent after... vote? When did that vote take place? Do you know? This this November election cycle. Oh, right. So it is recent then. Okay. Oh, yes. It's very recently so. But the voters were only able to decide on the issue after the lawmakers declined to take the opportunity to pass their own reform as part of a ballot qualification process. In other words, they weren't going to have it. Okay? They were given months to enact the legislation that they could have molded to their to address their outstanding concerns, but the legislature ultimately decided to do nothing. Okay, so there's monkey rant part one. 
if you ain't going to do your job, you better listen to your voters. Okay. Mm -hmm. you just <laughs> listen to your voters anyway. That is your job. That is your job. Exactly. People I mean, fucking tell you to do. So let's get into the meat of this thing a little bit. Okay. okay. Ohio, Ohio voters approved cannabis legalization law took effect on this Thursday. But as the lawmakers continue to push changes, advocates are calling attention to key provisions of a Senate passed pro proposal that they say threatened to perpetuate criminalization and undermine social equity, even while it walks back other significant altercations that were initially proposed, such as a removal of home grow rights. We'll get into that in a second. Okay, what was approved by the voters of, of Ohio? We have, to, we have to see what the voters wanted to happen, okay? Okay, calm down, monkey. You're getting there too fast. <laughs> yeah, what's going adults, on? <laughs> adults aged, okay, this is the provision. Adults aged 21 and up may purchase, possess, and, a cook, and a consume cannabis. Home grow of up to six plants per person or 12 per residence was allowed. The Division of Cannabis Control is established within the Ohio Department of Commerce to regulate the commerce. Cannabis testing laboratories and supply chains are to be regulated. The initiative also specifies how the tax revenues under the new law would be spent. 36% would be designated for social equity and jobs programs, estimated to be as high as $150 million per year. 36% would go to communities that have dispensaries, 25% would go to education and addiction treatment programs, and 3% would be used for regulatory and administrative costs. This is what was approved by the ballot. This is what the, the citizens of Ohio said, this is what we're going to do, okay? So just after the vote, just after the vote, Ohio Senate president says that he's working with bipartisan lawmakers in both chambers to quickly develop and pass legalization to revive the state's voter-approved marijuana legalization law before key provisions take effect during the month, arguing that the public generally, uh, this is what the public generally wants because the voters likely didn't know what they were, were, were authorizing. While the cannabis initiative passed with 57% of the support, Senate President Matt Huffman, <laughs> bastard, sorry, there you go, said, boo, boo, <laughs> says most voters had superficial understanding of the measure and simply deciding we are going to legalize cannabis or not. Now, the voters, for example, know that they were, did the voters know that they, for example, they were going to get a preferential license to people who have formerly been convicted for selling drugs illegally? My answer to that, yes, they did. It's called social equity. Damn. Probably not many people thought of that, he said. I, I would say that most people thought of that. Okay. He said that in an episode of the President's Podcast, posted on Friday, it's important that folks go, <laughs> folks <laughs> It's important for the folks to go through here and look and see what changes are going to be made, which he thinks are generally what the publics want. Americans don't want lawmakers to infringe on their civil liberties, he said, but they also want protection from the government. And that's really the fine line that governments have to find. That's why generally it's better to have these things sorted out in the legislature where we need some kind of protection for the public, like just like we regulate alcohol. Now, this is all fine and dandy. He's basically calling the voters stupid. You voted for this. Do you realize you're going to let criminals sell cannabis? So they won't be criminals anymore, guy. Do you also understand? Let's, let's talk about how cannabis became criminals and how these people got in, into prison. In 1929, Harry Aslinger brings a friend of his 
into the into to Congress to testify in front of Congress the testimony about the bad weed that you've heard me yell about before. Okay, he has his friend sit down there and said he took two puffs of a marijuana cigarette, turned into a bat, and flew around the room. Okay. Harry Aslinger asked him, does he want to retract that testimony? He said, no, the testimony stands as an congressional record. What you don't know, Harry Aslinger's friend was a pharmaceutical executive. Oh, dun, dun, dun. there you go. See, Aslinger needs it to be illegal because he needs the, 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 prop, the power to prosecute minorities. And this other guy needs it illegal because he wants it off the market so he can make an alternative. Oh, so maybe the government's not being honest with it. Maybe you need to look into it yourself, Mr. Senate President. I'm sorry. You don't know what you're talking about. Okay. Calm <laughs> down. Maybe a sip of water would help up at this point. What are you getting so angry for, Monkey? What the fuck, man? Jesus. You know, it's just, it's, it's outrageous. Me. No, smoke, smoke ain't going to help this one. <laughs> it outrages me that when, you know, when the public comes out and overwhelmingly says, this is what we want. That the lawmakers come in and say, well, you just don't know what you really want. This is what you really want. Like, dude, we, we've been wanting this for a long time. We asked you to do it. You wouldn't do it. Now we have to do it. Okay, this is ridiculous, you know? But, just but this uh, is not Chilbert there in the chat has just gone, not sure I like Mucky's tone. He's been spending too much time with Mackie. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry, brother. It'll come down. But yeah, this, this pisses me off because the same mm -hmm. thing happened in Mississippi a while back with, with medical cannabis. It was passed. It was legalized. And the governor of Mississippi decided, oh, I'm going to go ahead and veto that, even if the public wants the medical cannabis, because I don't like it. Okay, now Mississippi, those lawmakers were smart enough to override him and let the, let the citizens of Mississippi have medical cannabis. This guy here, he wants to go ahead and gut recreational cannabis. He wants to, to take it and, and basically reduce it to nothing, but it looks like he might fail in, on most of it, at least. Okay, calm down. Here we go. Huffman said that the governor called him first thing in the morning after the election day. We need to talk about this cannabis thing, the governor said. He publicly expressed his belief that cannabis should remain illegal and vocally opposed legalization. I'm sorry, people, but you have to understand the Republican conservative side, the far right Republican Party does not want cannabis legalized. This is this is a generalization. I'm not saying everybody, but as a as a policy, general party policy, they don't want it out there. OK, one aspect of the Senate passed legislation that took people by surprise was the addition of expungement language that was not included in the voter approved issue two, in large part due to a single subject rule for the ballot initiative. But while one senator described it as relief as automatic in committee on Wednesday, the bill only says that the attorney general shall create a process to reimburse people for the cost associated with proactively petitioning the court for expungements of prior convictions involving possessions of up to two and a half ounces of cannabis. Okay, so if you read into this very carefully, it says that they're going to create this, this situation here. It doesn't say when, doesn't say how much it's going to cost you to petition. And of course, if you, if you don't succeed, you don't get your money back. So this is all BS right there. That's just double talk. Another contention with the revised measure concerns the complete removal of social equity funding that initiative earmarked for marijuana tax initiative revenue. 
as, uh, as passed by the voters, uh, the law calls for 36% of those tax dollars to be support equity and job placement. The Senate bill eliminates that fund altogether and instead distributes a significant revenue toward law enforcement training. Again, we're going to go ahead and take the money away from people that were harmed by it and give it back to the police who did the harm. This is stupid. It just, okay. When you read the, the, the primer of the article talking about going back into criminalization, this is exactly what you're doing here. Also, the legislation would pro prohibit sharing of cannabis between adults. Okay, in other words, if I grow it, I'm not allowed to give it to anybody else. If you buy it, you're not allowed to give it to anybody else. The only way you can get it is you have to grow it yourself or you have to buy it yourself, according to the law. Now, is that fair? Is that's there any other product? Man. Is there any other product in the world that's that way, except maybe prescription drugs? So you couldn't essentially say, like, when you're at the bar, they're using alcohol as a, you know something similar. You go up and you buy the round. You know, get a round of Budweiser. Get a round of Bud Light. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> you know? that is sharing, and that is very definitely legal. But you can't you can't go to the dispensary and buy two grams and give one to your friend. Yeah, you say you know you buy pre rolls instead. You go up to the county like I want four pre rolls of light buds, and then yeah. you know that that's going to be illegal. You're not allowed to supply your friends in that way. Is that what is that what they're trying to say? That's what they're saying. They say the wow. mandate. The 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 the, uh, the legislation mandates strict rules on transporting, transporting, and storing cannabis, imposing a three-day ma uh, mandatory minimum jail sentence for passengers who consume cannabis in a car. <laughs> so, if you're driving in a car and you've smoked cannabis in a car, you have to go to jail for three days. Not that the driver didn't do it. You're a passenger in the car. You didn't affect the driver at all. But you're gonna have to go to jail for three days. That's okay. okay. I don't see that. That's fair. That sounds fair, doesn't it? Mm. <laughs> so, of I, course, it sounds fair. The government know what they're doing. They are just mm -hmm. protecting us, keeping us safe. Yeah, and they impose these mandatory uh, concentration THC concentration limits as well. They put flour at twenty five percent and concentrate at twenty five percent. Now, how can flour and concentrate have the same percentage level? That's just stupid. They just they have no fucking idea what they're doing, do they? No, I mean, they're reading the news. They've heard about THC psychosis and all that other stuff like that. And they're just basically, they're, they, they haven't done their own research. They haven't talked to their own experts. They really don't know any of this stuff. I would actually love to sit down with this guy. On Zoom, we could do it. You bring your experts, I'll bring mine, and we'll have a conversation here. Try to prove your point. I bet you you can't do it. That's a challenge. So come I on, I'm, think I'm a lowly podcaster. Though. No, come on. Give me Dr. Bonnie and and, uh, and Dr. Peter, and we sit down here, and let me get a couple of growers up in here, and we can answer any question you ever want about yeah, this I, stuff. Yeah, for me, it's not even about that for me. I don't think you even need experts to win this argument. It's I am an adult, and I have the right to do with my body whatever the fuck I want to do as long as it has no detrimental effect on anybody else. Me consuming cannabis has no detrimental effect on anybody else, and it's nobody's business. Don't care what the experts say. If the experts say it will drive me crazy if I smoke it for 50 years, then the experts say that. Still my fucking choice to consume it or not. So they can, it's just ridiculous that we're put in this position, man. Mm -hmm. you know, well, we're, we're supposed to be able to make our minds. We're supposed to have a, a, a certain amount of freedom anyway. And it just baffles me that we're not allowed to have the freedom to consume what is essentially a harmless herb. Pretty yeah. much, yeah. 
But going back to this, I mean, we have we have activists, uh, Kat Packer, who is a vice chair of cannabis regulations for Color Coalition, said this bill would be a slap in the face to a hires voter who decidedly passed a voter initiative that, while imperfect, has social equity at its core. And right now, get to strip the social equity out. Let's give that money to the police officers instead. That's just crazy. I mean, I don't get this stuff. Instead of advancing social equity, this bill would double down on the war on drugs approach, creating new penalties. Of course, new penalties, three days in jail for even puffing, puffing at something mm. in, a, in a car. Uh, you got to, you know, you get to go to jail if you share your weed. That's just crazy. Um, gutting equity provisions and redirecting funds from social equity programs to law enforcement. Like I said, you, you're funding the law enforcement to continue a war on drugs that needs to end. Uh, literally drug war 2.0, she said. Ohio lawmakers are hoping that folks are distracted by conversations about home grow and the opportunity to purchase adult use cannabis sooner while they gut social equity, a main tenet of the voter initiative. Ohioans deserve better. I have to agree with it. Ohioans, all people deserve better, but Ohioans, yes, you voted for it. You deserve better. One of the issues that was raised during the public testimony on the Senate was the Senate bill's initial proposed proposal to prohibit the possession and use of cannabis that's not obtained from state licensed retailers. Advocates ideologically opposed the limitations on legalization, but also pointed out that the way the legalization is made, made it so that retailers couldn't start sales for at least another year. Of course, that makes you illegal for another year, right? You can't get it from anywhere. You can't grow your own right now. So if you have it, you're still illegal for another year. That's you just postponing legalization doing that. Further, there was no mandate for regulators to approve retailer license by a certain date, potentially extending the, the implementation of legal legalization indefinitely. Uh, and these are all issues that the Senate is using to its advantage to try and stall this thing. The thing is here as well. I mean, we can we always try and figure out why this shit is illegal. And, uh, you know, there's some kind of conspiracy and some people don't believe that there's some kind of conspiracy, some kind of motive behind it. But then you see things like this, this kind of rejection of what the voters have chosen cannot be done accidentally. There are people there actively working to make sure that this doesn't happen for these kind of things to be in place and the rules they want to change to be changed. There has to be like a group of people trying to steer the direction of the way the vote goes, right? I mean, what the fuck is actually going on here? Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I mean, initially when this whole thing came out, the, and I, did, I I tried to find this exact source, but but this came to me via another thing. But the Senate president basically declared that he would do anything in his power to stop legalization of cannabis in the name of the Lord. Now, wait a minute. <laughs> In the name of the Lord, the L-O-R-D, the singer, yes. Lord. That would... Could be L-O-R-D-E, yes. <laughs> that would be more likely, but no, I mean, it's crazy because wow. we live in the United States under a constitution that guarantees separation of church and state, mm -hmm. which mm -hmm. basically tells you your, your, your political decisions cannot be based upon religious uh, you know, foundations. It should not Damn. be. They should be based upon legal foundations. And to basically say that he's he's being influenced by his pastor because he thinks that this is an oh edict. Oh my god, like, dude! So, have you heard of separation of church and state? You know? So how how can you get this guy out of office? Obviously, he's not the right guy to be in place if he's not willing yeah. to like uh, go through 
with the requests of his voters, his constituents, then how can you get this guy out of office and can it be done quickly? You know, like, uh, was it Section 22? Is it where you can say that the president isn't mentally fit for uh, office and have them removed? Uh, you're talking about do the same thing with this guy. Uh, I don't really know. Every state, uh, you're talking about 14th Amendment or insurrection, yeah. but with Trump thing, the whole that's a whole new game, whole new story, whole new rant, that one. Um, but yeah, no, in state, state laws are all different. Different. Every state has its own constitution. Uh, basically, the state constitution cannot contradict the uh, the, the national constitution. One one supersedes the other. But the, how that election, how do you remove an officer from that particular state, would be spelled out in their state constitution. Most of right. the time, it's very difficult, and it has to be done on the next election cycle. Basically, voting wow. out, done goodbye. Wow. Yeah, and, it, and that even gets complicated there, though. But anyway, the the, uh, the the tenant that was saying that you had to have the weed that was sold by by Ohio, well, that was revised. But but by the way, the the bill was drafted, would still only legalize possession of cannabis from retailers or home cultivated product. Uh, basically, they're telling you there that if you get in black market, it's going to be illegal. But my question on that is, you can say that all you want. I think that's also the same situation in a lot of places. How mm -hmm. can you tell? legal versus illegally grown cannabis it's, uh, i can't tell it i mean other than maybe the way it's trimmed or something like that but i mean if i could buy hand trimmed uh commercial cannabis it would probably look the same as my hand trimmed homegrown cannabis but Who knows? it's the it's the illegal cannabis is gonna be moldy covered in bugs oh! have loads of heavy metals in it uh, now i know yeah 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 my home also yeah. has human trafficking in it don't forget it has human trafficking in it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, it hangs gang culture in it as well. Don't right. forget about that. There are loads of nasty stuff in it, monkey. This illegal yeah. cannabis. Yeah. Well, this bill, as as revised, would uh, would permit uh, existing medical cannabis dispensaries to start serving adult consumers within ninety days of enactment. That's if if there is one of the provisions of this bill that comes forward is is enacted. There's two of them being pushed right now. One from the Senate and run from the house and we don't know which way it's going to go but they're trying to one bill is trying to allow medical dispensaries to actually start dispensing recreational cannabis as soon as they can get it in there basically so that would be better but hey man you know uh the other consequential changes outlined in the amended senate bill is the removal of the anti-discrimination provisions concerning cannabis consumer rights and child custody and eligibility for organ transplants. In other words, they were saying, if you used cannabis, you couldn't have your child custody and you were off the transplant list. How's that? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> they decided to back off Fuck. of that. So th that's not <laughs> happening. They were going to do that, but that's not taking place anymore. They, they removed that, yes. It's absolutely disgusting, man. I mean, the things, all of the, the people things... listening to this show, they, they are all <laughs> most likely cannabis users. And you all know, and many of them have probably suffered with parents who consumed a bit too much alcohol, you know, and mm -hmm. maybe suffered with alcoholism themselves. And we can all agree, surely, that a parent is better off smoking cannabis than being drunk, right? I think mm -hmm. we can all agree on that. I mean, doing neither is probably best. But if you had right. a choice between one or the other, then you'd prefer a parent to be high and playing with the Lego than being drunk and being passed I out would. on the floor on the Lego. 
<laughs> but now, of course, you know, in Ohio, anytime you legalize anything in the United States, of course, we you know it's a sin tax. So they wanted to add tax to it. So originally the tax was going to be set at 10 percent cannabis, but the legislature decided they need at least 15. And they're also going to allow local taxes. This is state 15 percent state oh tax. And anywhere that it's sold, they can decide how much extra tax they want to jump on it like that. So a problem with that, as we all know, and have seen many, many, many times, when you overtax cannabis, it makes the legacy market stronger. You know, it raises the price of the of the uh, grown and taxed cannabis above what it what it can be produced for and by other people. And that's the wrong way to go. The, what you really need to do is lower the taxes and make it so that it's it's the product everybody's buying. And if you sell more of it, you get more tax dollars. But hey, uh, you know politicians, the way that they raise money is you just raise something, you know? So you raise the tax higher, people are going to just buy less of it. This is the way it is. No, they'll and, go to the legacy market and buy it there instead. Uh, it's crazy. The bill reduces the THC cap on adult cannabis to extracts to 50 from, uh, to 50% rather than 90% under the issue. So yeah, originally it said 25 for, for concentrates. So that's actually 50, but 90 is actually for concentrates. If you're looking at all types of cannabis that are available in dispensaries, 90% would be di uh, diamonds and sauce. And so you basically, by capping it at 50, you're going to be limiting the products that you're going to be able to sell. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, only thing that's going to do is push people to, to the black market, to the illicit market, the unregulated market, whatever you want to call it for those products that they want, because they'll be able to get them there. You're only mm -hmm. going to make it harder on yourself. That's right. Thousands of outraged voters convinced the Senate to walk back the proposed gutting of home cultivation and to add a couple of positive provisions to the bill. Limited expungement, uh, but the Senate's gut and replaced the issues too, still ramps up the criminalization and increases taxes, caps the potency, makes the uh, sale of flour impossible, eliminates social equity, and does away with protections for child custody and organ transplants and benefits. So, I mean, everything that they're doing here, what they're trying to do, I mean, I've taken a long time. I've been half an hour into this one, Mackie. I need to bail on it. But yeah, basically what you're <laughs> seeing here is everything that the Ohio voters asked for that was good is being tried to walk back through, through the Senate right now. So right now, as it stands, they've got back half of the home grow, meaning that they'll, they'll be able to have six plants per household, not the 12 that were originally promised. So regardless of how many people in the house, you can only have six plants. I could live with that. There's some other people who maybe have yeah. somebody who's really ill and needs more of it, you know? It's, it's uh, not even the principle of how many plants you're allowed to have. No, we said it before. fucking just having numbers on it. It's like, fuck you. I have as many well, as I want. If you're going to put something on, we talked about it before. Don't put a number on the number of plants because there's too many different ways to grow this stuff. Mm. Yeah, I could get six four by fours and grow six monster two pound plants in each tent, you know, and have a buttload of cannabis and wouldn't be breaking your law. I can go around you, but the problem is do something that's actually smart and, and call for a maximum cultivation space, not the next maximum plant count. Okay, you can cultivate up to this many square feet of cannabis mm -hmm. and let everybody deal with it after that. You know, that way and you that, can do that's what it would be like if they like anything. That's what it would be like if they asked people who knew what the fuck they were talking about how to pass these laws. But they won't because they think, oh, we're all criminals and, you know, criminals are going to just lie or whatever. Yeah. I don't have no idea what their ideas are. But no, they don't want to talk to us and the industry and people who actually know this mm -hmm. stuff. 
I mean, there are states up there that have, have had the caregiver situations going on for years. Uh, they know how much space it takes to cultivate the stuff. And these, these, these people would be happy to give the information out there. But you're right. Mm -hmm. The government doesn't want to talk to cannabis people because we're all criminals. So there you and go. I, I find it strange as well how this is the Republican Party trying to do this. And the Republican Party is the party that wants less government. It's supposed to want less government and give people more personal individual freedoms. And that's just not what they're doing here, is it? This is exactly the opposite. They're trying to get more government involved in cannabis by adding more restrictions and regulations to it. And they're not they, allowing yeah. people to have their own personal freedom to consume cannabis if they wanted to. Now, there are some Republican lawmakers who are outspoken to saying that they favor cannabis legalization. However, most of them also vote party line when it comes right down to it. So mm -hmm. it's one of those situations. It's, it's difficult. And I don't know how you get an entire party to, to decide that it's, it, it's they were wrong, is essentially. I, I know how. You know? Pay them lots of money. <laughs> well, I mean, it was a True Republican... Story. It was a Republican president, <laughs> Richard Nixon, Nixon, who started all of this war on drugs. He was mm -hmm. the person who did this in 1970s. And yeah, he's also the person who, who uh, commissioned the Schaefer Report, which was a bipartisan congressional committee to study cannabis and find out whether or not it should become legal or illegal. You know what the report was? The Schaefer Report basically mm -hmm. said the cannabis was, was, was uh, no big deal and that it should be decriminalized and that it should be allowed for people to uh, uh, trade it back and forth as long as no profit was being exchanged. In other words, if you bought it for $10, you could sell it for $10 without any problem. This was recommended basically just to let people deal with it. It was fine the way it was. Nixon buried the report and decided to start the war on drugs. You know, only thing is you can't bury a report too far. It got found. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I just I'm, I'm so frustrated with, with the political situation here. The voters have spoken. We know what's going on. Let them have yeah. what they what they're asking for. You know, the voters have spoken, man. Do your fucking job. Oh, I'm shocked that anybody's even trying to fight it. Absolutely no. fucking ridiculous, man. Well, you said it right there. Do your job. Your job is to to serve the voters. OK, those are your mm -hmm. constituents. You're at you're acting like, oh, yeah, but you just don't know what you want. We're not your kids. Yeah. Thank fuck. Exactly. We're, we're adults. <laughs> we know what we want. And what we want is we want you to do what we ask for. Mm -hmm. you that know? was voted on democratically by a shitload of people. And none of it's going to cause the world to change. I guarantee you it'll be just fine. Yeah, good story, monkey. I mean, there's uh, there's a few of them wrapped up there in one, weren't there? You were discussing it. Well, it, it, it seems took... to be big news this week, that whole Ohio one. That was four different sources all on the same thing, trying because it was so convoluted. It, you know, they kept talking about what it was and what it's changed. I said, well, we got to go back from the beginning and find out what they asked for before we decide what they're going to change it to. So, yeah, mm. it was several different pieces within that one story. Yeah, man. So should we move on to some UK one? And then, you I'm know, a, you know a, a Mackie rant up and running. <laughs> <laughs> I think we could do that. Right. So there was an article issued by... Sky News, which is an it's an okay news media network. It's uh you know none of them are trustworthy, pretty much. So okay is all I'm gonna say. But this is from Sky News. It says, "Still no medical cannabis trials for NHS five years on from legislation." 
which is yeah. absolutely and, ridiculous. Sorry, Mike. Absolutely, I said absolutely knew when I saw this come up in in my news feed that you were going to grab this story. I absolutely mm-hmm. knew it. I said this is a Mackie ran in the making right here. Oh, there, there's more. let's get through this one and then i'll go to the next one and you'll be like what the actual fuck is going on over there anyway so we have medical cannabis was legalized in the uk in 2018 but still it isn't available on the nhs it means legislation has made little difference to patients who cannot afford a private prescription because you know you can get cannabis here medically now in the uk but you have to pay uh, a private prescription when we have the nhs here where we get our health care essentially for free it's not really free we're taxed heavily for the privilege but mm-hmm. uh, you know but that tax uh, privilege doesn't include cannabis evidently that's right that's right everything except cannabis oh god damn uh five years i've read that but, uh, it's going to be told the home office reclassified the drug in 2018 to allow specialist doctors to prescribe the drug under tight controls but a year later the nhs watch, watchdog nice n-i-c-e capitalized was that national institute for i don't know i don't know it stands for something warned doctors that they shouldn't prescribe the drug to the eight million patients with chronic pain because it said there weren't enough good quality clinical trials so this is one year after it had been legalized so this is 2019 when this is happening Uh, despite the evidence gap the national institute for health research has now revealed that it hasn't funded any studies on the safety and efficacy of cannabis since the law was changed which again everybody five years ago five years ago it means legislation has made little difference to patients who can't afford a private prescription chad martin pays a clinic around 300 pound a month for the supply of medical grade cannabis whatever the fuck that is to ease the pain from arthritis in his hands he told the same Sky stuff News, i grow in my tent man that's a, that's all it is no no yours medical is grade better, cannabis. monkey i would say yours is a higher quality <laughs> medical grade cannabis than not, not according not according to the government well, and we all know how <laughs> right the government is all the time. <laughs> yes. Anyway, sorry. It's all, uh, he told Sky News, I am fortunate to be able to afford the drug. Others can't. And uh, this guy, Chad here, he's saying he's paying £300 a month for his supply. But you, you've all heard the guests we've had on the show, the mums who are getting the medicine for their children who are paying thousands every month. Yep. Uh, 1200 £1,500 a month mm-hmm. just, for, just for cannabis. I mean, yeah. every month it's bad man yeah every month and the struggle is still going on for them we've had some of these people on the show for a few years ago now and they're still fighting the same fight nothing has changed at all no studies have been done it's an absolute joke man i'll continue with this article here Uh, he's fortunate for to afford it and others can't is where we left off Uh, he had been offered opioid painkillers by his gps here you go sir take these chad they're free you know (laughs) Yep. <laughs> but and not free from side effects. Let me explain some of these side effects to you. Oh, yeah, God. and if you like them so much, just come back. We'll keep giving you plenty mm-hmm. of those. No problem. Mm-hmm. Now, if oh. you start taking two or three a day, you might like needing them, you know? <laughs> but that's okay. The They're free. Months, you get addicted. But yeah, it's okay. You don't have to pay £300 a month for these, mate. Carry on. But, uh, anyway, he has been offered opioid painkillers by his GPs, but rejected <laughs> rejected treatment. I don't know how I missed the word. What did I say there? But rejectorid, you know, the, the word went a bit askew. But, uh, yeah, but rejected treatment because they can be addictive and have serious side effects. Fair play, Chad. Fair play. You know, and, and this is something that I, I think 
people who consume cannabis are more conscious of. If you really don't have to, try not to consume them pharma meds, man. It's just... But even when I've got a headache, the missus will be like, I'll go take a paracetamol. It's like, no, 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 I'm fine. And it's it's only paracetamol. But I just think, unless you really have to, just try not to consume any fucking painkillers other than the naturally provided medicines that we have in the cannabis plant. You know, and maybe some types of fungi too. There's many types of natural <laughs> medicines out there. But I trust them natural medicines far more than I trust any fucking pill they're going to give me to take. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I, I digress. Uh, since he started using cannabis in a dose-regulated inhaler, the pain and inflammation in his hands have reduced and he has returned to work. It's really actually been great, he said. Uh, when the weather changes, arthritis can affect you regardless, but cannabis has worked way better than anything I've had in the past. It's good news. you know. How about that for a study? Uh, I definitely agree with you thing. there, man. You know, they're saying that they've had no studies for the last five years and, and it's been legal. There's been people getting... <laughs> cannabis medicine four or five years legally in this country and they haven't decided to take any notes on how it's helping people well they can't because the government didn't authorize anybody to buy notebooks mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. that's the yeah, problem yeah. there's no money for notebooks in this no country. can't have notes no no, no. <laughs> it's austerity did you not know uh, <laughs> anyway he said he said having it prescribed gave him greater confidence in what he was taking than buying it illegally on the streets not all patients respond so well to the drug and the home office warns readily use of cannabis can lead to dependence and mental health problems. How can you say that when there's been no fucking studies, home office? How Excellent can you say point. That? Excellent point, man. You know what I mean? The cheek of these fuckers, man. They all think we're fucking stupid. It gets a grip. You wanna, you we just... want to tell you that it helps with epilepsy, it helps with all these different, different health problems. You're like, oh, no, no. There's no studies to prove that. But... On the opposite side of the coin, yeah, it's going to send you mental and give you loads of health problems. It's like, show me your fucking studies, you lying No, don't bastards. worry about it. There's Jesus. no studies to prove that either, though. So you can't disprove it. You know, that's, that's the way they do it. They can say what they want because you don't have any negative evidence against them. You see them. the hypocrisy here? You see the hypocrisy oh, yeah. you have to deal with, man? Double standards. But, uh, to try and provide more robust evidence on the use of the drug, Cal- Cal- uh, this is Caledon... I'm going to spell it for you because I'm butchering however that's spelled. It's uh, C-E-L-A-D-O-N. Celadon. Yeah, mate. Yeah, Celadon Pharmaceuticals is now starting its first clinical trial of its kind in 5,000 patients with chronic pain. Congratulations to yet another company that's going to make a shitload of money off cannabis. Why? We are still not allowed to grow a couple of plants in our spare room, everybody. Mm -hmm. It grows, uh, this company, it grows cannabis plants in special chambers where light, humidity, temperatures, and nutrients can precisely be controlled to produce flower buds containing predictable amounts of active compounds. In other words, as they've been calling it for the last 20 years, a complicated cannabis farm, a sophisticated cannabis operation, (laughs) a sophisticated (laughs) cannabis factory. I guarantee you everything that they can do there, I'm doing in my tent already. Ridiculous. You know? Controlling humidity, temperature, nutrients, everything, bugs. Yeah, we, that's what we do in home grow. Unlike other cannabis medicines, Celadon's plants contain the psychoactive chemical THC, though Ooh. at levels too low to cause a high. James Short, the company's founder, said of all the businesses he had set up in his career, Celadon has been the hardest. <laughs> uh, we are a pharma company, not a cannabis company, he said. Bear that in mind there, everybody. 
-hmm. we've got to try and get away from the stigma because I want to make millions and billions. <laughs> it doesn't say that. That's me going off tangent. Sorry, everybody. Uh, when I first got involved in the business, I was nervous to even talk about it with friends. But our job is not to get people high. It's to give them a better quality of life. You know what gives people a really good quality of life, monkey? You want to know what's really good for people's quality of life? Not going to fucking prison for possession oh, yeah. of a harmless fucking herb. That's really good for people's <laughs> fucking... Oh, my God. I'm getting wound up now. I'm getting really fucking angry. With this. Not being paranoid, looking over Jesus. your shoulder constantly, worrying about getting thrown in jail for something that's not going to harm anybody. You know what I mean? Being afraid to talk to people... Heck? Because you don't want them to smell the weed on you. You know, that's really good for people's quality of life. You know, it's mm -hmm. really good for people's quality of life. Being able to have access to medicine to stop their kids from having fucking epileptic fits every day. That would be really good. But yeah, you you carry on there, Mr. Shorts, with your company. Congratulations. Congratulations. Uh, anyway. <laughs> uh, medical cannabis is still controlled by the Home Office as a narcotic. Uh, but for it to be prescribed, it also has to be regulated as a medicine. It's been hard to get them to work together because the regulation wasn't really baked in correctly, said Mr. Shorts. As part of the trials, uh, patients are given ground cannabis buds in a special inhaler, inhaler that only dispenses the prescribed dose. The trial has been approved by the Medicines of Healthcare Regulatory, blah, 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 blah. Uh, approved following a preliminary study of 500 patients. So they've done one study already and was like, oh, it turned out really good. We better uh, just do another one to make sure. And uh, they'll probably do another one after this as well, you know, prolong it as for as long as possible. Um, oh, this article does carry on. There's only a little bit more here. Uh, but it's far from clear whether even larger trials will convince medical authorities. Dr. Alan Fayez, an NHS consultant and a spokesman for the British Pain Society, said there's plenty of real world evidence from patients that cannabis works but doctors are right to be cautious in the aftermath of what happened with opioids the medical community is understandably a little bit skeptical about introducing a new drug without really robust evidence he said the opioid epidemic has perhaps done cannabis a bit of disservice because it's tainted ground i think it's the opposite to be honest i think um people are now very skeptical of any kind of opioids and are more likely to head towards cannabis and natural medicines because of the opioids. You know, th that's how I see it. Yeah, I think I'm on your side with that. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, he said changing the law before there was good clinical evidence of benefit and safety had to be detrimental. It creates this bizarre two-tiered system which actually doesn't advantage the patients on the NHS and it doesn't really advantage the patients in the private sector either. I think we need this... Uh, I think what we need is research to be able to identify the role cannabis will play. The Home Office said it has asked its expert advisors to assess whether there are any barriers in conducting the research on the medical effects of cannabis. And then when they said, yes, cannabis is good, they fired them. Uh, yeah, because that actually happened to Professor David Nutt. But yeah, that's well, the article there. Yeah, that's about all of it. What happened to the Schaefer report that I was talking mm. about when they said the cannabis was good, they buried it. Yeah, Same that's what the government right? does. Yeah. We want it illegal. Everything that says the opposite, they bury it. The studies have to align with their narrative. Or otherwise. they're not studies. Yeah, yeah, or they're not yeah. valid. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, we, we can't use that one, right? Mm -hmm. That's stupid. For yeah, it's, it's doing science for one purpose, and that is not to find out the truth, but to prove a point. So yeah. it's flawed science. Well, flawed, completely flawed science. I don't know. Well, then I, I noticed this, uh, you know, I saw that article there when about five years saying that there's been no medical cannabis research done in the UK. And it's it's absolutely fucking, sh I would say shocking, but it's not shocking. 
because this is just the way things now are now in this country. It's not shocking. It's disappointing, is what it is. Uh, but and then I saw from High Times there was another article that uh, like contradicts this a little bit. <laughs> the it's titled "Medical Cannabis Clinical Trial in UK Underway." So five years, and maybe they've got some studies <laughs> underway now. The UK NHS legalized medical cannabis five years ago, but a lack of government clinical trials has led Celadon Pharmaceuticals to pick up the slack. Thank you, Celadon, for picking up the slack. Uh, although the United Kingdom legalized medical... Oh, hasn't I just read that line out? No, I didn't. Okay. Although the United Kingdom, UK in brackets, legalized medical cannabis in 2018, it has not approved any clinical studies and is not widely available as a prescription through the country's National Health Service, which is the NHS. A recent report from Sky News, the one we've just read out, provided an update on the NHS stating, no studies have been funded to help explore efficacy of the medical cannabis yet. However, UK-based Celadon Pharmaceuticals recently began a clinical trial featuring 5,000 patients who suffer from chronic pain. So, yeah, this is like it's the first study that's been done in the UK over the last five years. You know, it's just what uh, what what gave this company the right to do it? Why has it taken five years? I'm sure there's been other companies that have stepped forward and said, I'll do these studies for you. You know, we can. And they're like, no, no, not you. No, not you, not you, not you. Oh, 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 Bill, you, you want to start a little company over here? This pharmaceutical company? Yeah. Some you want to go do that, man? And you, you just That's, pay us a bit of money? You know what i Sounds saying? a whole lot like what Esslinger did with his friend in the pharmaceutical. Mm -hmm. You know, you got you got to get the answer you want. So you only ask the people you want to get the answer from because they're going to give right. you the answer you're looking for. There's been many people who have stepped forward wanting to do studies about cannabis. Many, oh, yeah. there must have been, but why have they suddenly allowed it five years down the line? Well, we, this is what concerns me. Yeah, you know? yeah, you know, folding money, maybe you know. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say that because you know our government is pretty uh, clean, legit, no corruption <laughs> at all going on. And... Oh yeah, right. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting really bad the, here, man. It's getting. Really how do you bad spell here. UK again? Still? Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, where were we? Um. Yeah, we were talking about yeah. that that second article. So, so yeah, it looks like now there's um some actual studies that might start taking place. But you know what these studies are like? These studies are going to be uh ten years down the line. Oh, they're still not quite done yet. We still need to do just a little bit more studies to ensure this is safe. Yeah, it's not as if it's a vaccine or anything. Just saying, just <laughs> I just fucking oh man, it, it frustrates me so much. Yeah. The studies are never gonna be good enough. They're never gonna be good enough, man. It's mm -hmm. bad shit. Right. I mean, yeah. the the article goes down here and talks about uh, a lot of the families that we've talked to, the parents about mm -hmm. these kids. You know, mm -hmm. Hannah Deacon and uh, Emma Appleby and Emma Matthews. You know, all of these people, we've talked to a lot of them about their kids, and I, I feel so much for every last one of them. It's ridiculous yeah. what they I mean, have to it's go only Emma, Emma Matthews that we haven't had on the show, I think, because it says here, the, the paragraph in question, and you can go to hightimes.com slash news slash medical cannabis, and you'll find this article. Uh, numerous patients, especially parents of younger patients, have spoken out in favor of medical cannabis and called the, called the government to take action so that it could be more accessible and affordable for families. Hannah Deacon and her son, Alfie Dingley, Emma Appleby and her daughter, Tegan, who was on the show just a couple of weeks ago. Yes. Uh, yeah, so go and check out that interview if you haven't listened to it yet. There's Emma Matthews and her son, Louis. I don't know. I don't think we've spoken to them guys. Matt mm -hmm. Hughes and his son, Charlie, who has been on the show. Karen Gray mm -hmm. and her son, Murray, who's also been on the show. 
Yes. I've spoken to a lot of these people, and it's all just ridiculous shit. Yeah. Go back and check out those interviews, guys. You, you, it's amazing what these families are having to go through. It's mm. ridiculous. And, it, and is none of this taken into consideration? You know, it, it's not just one family. There's many families. There's many kids. There's many people. Not even just just kids, adults too, that have been taking cannabis for a long time to help with epilepsy, especially. You know, that's one of the key ones. But you also have Parkinson's and MS as well. I think it helps with that too. You know. It, none of this taken into consideration i know it's majority anecdotal but at what point does uh, anecdotal evidence need to be listened to when there's so much of it that points towards there being a conclusion about cannabis helps with these problems well you would think that the government would take the opportunity with so much anecdotal evidence to maybe compile it and look and see if there's a study here you know but again mm -hmm. if we have a study then we have data and you have to actually make a decision yeah it's just ridiculous when it's taken five years to get where we are now it's, yeah, but, you know, again, they're talking about they're not even looking at, I mean, we got one study in five years now. Are they even looking at a second study yet? You know, I don't think that the UK government really doesn't seem like they want the cannabis to become mainstream. Oh, yeah, because, as I say, they are already making money from sure. cannabis in the UK. The government and their friends are already making plenty of money, and if they legalize it, they open up the pie to everybody else and they don't want to share the pie. The pie belongs to them. We can have a few <laughs> little crumbs. And if we're found with those crumbs, they're going to fucking arrest you for it. All right. They will. Yes. Just, just fucking be careful out there. These motherfuckers, man, it's disgusting. It's disgusting. The tears of society we have to live in. This is legitimately just like airstrip one nowadays. You can't say certain things. You can't think in a particular way. You know, they're going to big brother is even more real, but with the most heavily surveilled country in the world. Well, London was the most surveilled city in the world for sure. I don't know about the whole country because China's pretty surveilled, you know, but mm -hmm. really, this is some crazy shit. We're going big brother society for real, man. It's this is the direction we're heading in, but we're not allowed to have weed while we uh, get fucked over like this. Anyway, anyway, I just want to quickly move on to this short story here that I found as well and just see what all of your opinion is on this. And it is really just like two paragraphs of short story from the South Wales Guardian. It says, a teenager has appeared in court after being caught with cannabis. The 17-year-old, who cannot be named due to their age, was found in possession of 25 grams of cannabis in the Dreefac area on October 27th. The uh, they pleaded guilty to cannabis possession and were sentenced to a nine month youth rehabilitation order at uh, Lanelli Magistrates Court on December 5th. As part of this, they must complete five youth rehabilitation requirement days. So there we go. That's about it, really. This kid was in possession of 25 grams of weed and they found him and they sentenced him to do nine months youth rehabilitation order. I think that's like um, community service for the kids, pretty much. So he gets, it's not like they're sending him to a, a No, they're not locking place. him up. No. Not, okay. Yeah, yeah. Not yet, anyway. If he goes well, through that all these be... things, he should be okay. Yeah. Don't but want to trigger uh... another rant. You know, we've done enough rants already. Don't lock a kid up. Yeah, that's it. It's like 17 years old, man. 25 grams of cannabis. I know he's too young to be consuming cannabis for sure, but you, what do they think doing this to him is going to do? Forcing him to do nine months. You know what they should have done? They should have taken him, you know, got rid of the cannabis, whatever. I mean, they shouldn't do that really, but they should take it back to the fucking parents, you know. Take the kid and the cannabis back to the parents and be like, 
we found your kid high you know would they have done the same thing if the kid was consuming alcohol you know they would have taken the kid home right i mean if there was uh, in a state where they would have been unconscious because alcohol can do that when you drink too much uh, we all have stories <laughs> you know it's just i think it's massively unfair and it's more detrimental to this kid that the police officers uh, or you know who, whichever the, the system has decided to prosecute him in this way which is going to be on his record for a long time mm -hmm. uh, it's gonna this arresting him is going to do more damage than the cannabis is going to do uh, it, it, it's as simple as that really i mean um, putting him in these rehabilitation orders and shit is going to be also associating with other kids who are also breaking rules you know some of them are mm -hmm. going to be more criminal than others you know what I mean? so yeah. some of them might have actually done some violent crime rather than just being in possession of a harmless herb and you know yeah it's just it's it's bad yeah. isn't it it's bad this is how things get fucked up man and a harmless herb that that's the important part i mean it's been it's been described as as dangerous as a cupcake by medical doctors i mean we've mm. talked to these doctors but it's it's crazy i mean think about it I mean, facts would be uh, if you if you ingest a teaspoon of caffeine powder, guess what? You're dead. You know, if you ingest uh, if you ingest, I think it's a half a pound of ethanol, it will kill you. Now, you can ingest a full pound of cannabis. You can ingest up to 500 pounds of it. You won't be able to because you'll fall asleep before you get there, mm -hmm. but it's not going to kill you. It may make you sick as a dog, but it's it's safer than things that we are now consuming and consider normal. It's shocking, man. Yeah, I mean, good luck to the kid. I hope he, yeah, I hope he doesn't make too much of a detrimental impact on his life. I'm sure he'll be fine. But yeah, it's just not the right direction to go, is it? To be prosecuting children over something so fucking petty here. No, you, you, you're introducing a child into a legal system, or, or you know, the bad side of a legal system that could actually, mm. you know, be a bad influence for the rest of his life. It's, it's stupid. Yeah. Should have taken but back I, to the fucking parents, man. And been like, yeah. look, your kid's high, so you get out. What are you doing? I mean, but but don't get me wrong. I'm not saying a 17 year old should be consuming cannabis, mm. but I think mm. that yeah, I mean, they, they, you know, it's it's not the danger that these people are actually thinking it to be, and that's, that's the problem. Right. Yeah, they were lied to. Can't I can't blame them. Somebody that's told right. them that it was just dangerous. But Tom, Crazy, you man. have one more then, monkey. You got uh, last. Yeah, one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you know, we're getting close to being the end of 2023. And way back, uh, I think it was halfway through the year, uh, we had an announcement from the president of the United States saying that he was tasking the uh, uh, respective agencies to reschedule cannabis by the end of the year, right? So here we go. Governors urge Biden to reschedule cannabis this week and cannabis investing. Okay. The year is nearly coming to a close with a little federal progress has been made regarding the legal, uh, the legalized cannabis industry. In August, the United States Department of Health and Human Ser Services formally recommended reclassifying cannabis as a Schedule Three controlled substance. Four months later, it's unclear if the Drug Enforcement Agency, the DEA, will heed the advice of the HHS or wait until the first quarter of next year to reschedule cannabis under the Controlled Substance Acts, or even whether it'll even do it whatsoever. Um, however, there is a group of six governors who want to see cannabis rescheduled by year's end. Okay, and I'm going to skip into a little different article because it's a little bit better written than this one. Okay, the governors of six states have jointly written a letter to President Joe Biden urging him to ensure cannabis is rescheduled by the end of the year. That would be nice, but I'm not holding my breath on that one. So is there you know? something that happened? I mean, can he just 
do things like that randomly at any time, or is there something coming up towards the end of the year where he passes a few laws or executive orders or something? No, but he, the promise was made that he wanted a cannabis rescheduled, or he he uh, he requested or directed his departments to have this this done this this process done by the end of the year. And so these governors are basically saying, you know, tick tick tick, here we go. So the letter, as far as your uh, President Biden could issue an executive order. Uh, saying not to prosecute cannabis federally uh, for any reason. Barack Obama pretty much did that with medical cannabis and, and the government is still still much uh, respecting that, but I don't think Biden would ever go that far. But anyway, this letter, which was signed by the governors of Colorado, Illinois, Louisiana, Maryland, and New Jersey and New York, emphasized that rescheduling cannabis as outlined in the documents published on December 5th and initially reported by uh, various publications would bring economic and tax advantages to the cannabis businesses because yeah if you if you reschedule it now we can do banking and lots of other things you know things that need to happen additionally it highlights the potential to safeguard public health and bring government policy into closer alignment with public opinion now as you may or may not remember over 70% of americans polled are in favor of uh, i'm talking about recreational legalization of cannabis so overwhelmingly across the country people want this to happen that currently matter. you know there could be a governor who just be like no that, you were just voting wrong yeah they, the right was... me, me and my pastor <laughs> they need to say oh <laughs> oh you, you're trying to trigger another monkey rat here <laughs> but my pastor says you're not supposed to have that stuff right yeah right. right sorry america past... i overruled you jeez <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't get me started, bro. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, public opinion overwhelmingly says that, that they want this stuff done and federal government is just dragging themselves on it, which seems to be not all, but more, more on the Republican side than the Democratic side as far as being able to move forward. Mm -hmm. Currently classified under Schedule 1 of the Controlled Substance Act, cannabis is labeled as a dangerous substance sharing the same categorizations as heroin. However, rescheduling at the Schedule 3 designated as a lower risk drug would offer increased protection for the already established state-level cannabis industry as it consumers in both terms of economy and public health. In October of the previous year, Biden asked Secretary of Health and Human Services, HHS, and Attorney General to start a review process for cannabis schedule and the possibility of rescheduling away from Schedule 1. On August 29th, HHS sent a letter to Ann Milligram, the administrator of a DEA, calling for the reclassification of cannabis to Schedule 3. However, there has been a lack of notable progress since the effort to move cannabis to Schedule 3. There has been no progress. I'm going to say lack of. There has been none. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's it, one it, word for it, lack of. Really, and I have no idea why that's happening, but it ain't moving. You know, it would be nice if, if uh, anybody would let us know what's going on here. Why is it stalled? In their letter, the governor is back the call for cannabis rescheduling to President Biden, highlighting that 38 states representing 72% of the population have legalized cannabis for either recreational medical purposes. Additionally, the letter emphasizes that 88% majority support legalization for medical or recreational use. So 88% says either medical or recreational. That's, you know, you're only leaving, what, 12% left that don't want cannabis in some form? That's mm -hmm. ridiculous. 
the economic benefits further reinforce the endorsement of, of cannabis rescheduling. The letter states that the state's programs have delivered 15 billion in tax revenues to the states for use in education, law enforcement, and other gubernatorial priorities that have historically been underfunded. Fifteen billion dollars that the states can just spend to get their shit going, man. That's, that's... Don't get me started, man. <laughs> fifteen billion—it's a lot of money. You see how many things fifteen billion can solve, but you know, let's just yeah. send a hundred billion over here. It's okay. Don't worry. Oh, did we send six billion too much? Oh, don't worry. Don't worry. Keep, keep it. Keep we'll catch you next time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. We'll get it back next time. Don't worry. <laughs> well, what was that? You can't afford your rent this month? Oh, that's your problem. You know, economy's doing great. Whatever. Anyway. Anyway. God. Yeah. It says from, from, an economic billion, <laughs> from an economic standpoint, the letter outlines that reclassifying cannabis to Schedule 3 would ease the constraints by Section blah, blah, blah. I think it's 280E of IRS code. Basically saying that if you do business with cannabis, you you're uh, they can confiscate all your money. Uh, so wow. bad, bad situations there. The governors explain in the letter that by freeing cannabis businesses from the obligations of Section 280E, the industry is posed to become financially viable, simultaneously or safeguarding numerous jobs and ensuring the health and safety of American consumers. They're, they're saying all the right words, you know. Mm. As the governors, as governors, we we might disagree about whether recreational cannabis legalization or even cannabis use is a net positive. But we agree that cannabis industry is here to stay. The states have created strong regulations and supporting the state regulated marketplace is essential for the safety of the American people. Six governors highlight the risk to consumers health and the absence of, of federal cannabis policy emphasizing concerns about unregulated products. They advocate for cannabis rescheduling to provide added safety protections uh, and the unlicensed market and arguing that maintaining its schedule one status and prohibition policies is ineffective and the significant consumer demand for it, uh, it, cannabis has for consumers. Basically, they're ba I mean, they're making the same case that we make all the time. People want the stuff. They're going to get the stuff. Mm -hmm. And it would be better to put our laws in line with what the people want than to sit here there and, and keep pushing this historic lie over yeah. and over and mm -hmm. over. And I agree with the governor say, whether they agree or disagree, whether or not they like cannabis or not, these six governors agree, it's here to stay. You're not going to push it out anymore. And this is what the cannabis industry has been saying now for the last 10 years in the United States. We're already here. We're not going away. So it would be interesting. But we got six governors, and I'm very proud to say that we had one governor in the Deep South, this Louisiana governor here, that actually jumped, joined the call. So even though we don't have legal legal uh, recreational cannabis in the South, we got one governor down here that thinks it it would be a good idea. Nice. So uh, progress. <laughs> I'll you take know, anything we can you get. Gotta you look, know, you got to look really difficult to find it sometimes, but there's a little bit of progress, you know. <laughs> Yeah, you got to get a crack in that in that in that uh, you know that outside armor there. You know, if one state mm -hmm. cracks, the others might look at us and say, "Well, they're getting all this money now. Maybe we'll do it." You know, somebody's got to go first. We'll see. Oh man, but you know, at the end of the day, I remember Joe Biden saying he was going to decriminalize cannabis or some shit. Oh like yeah, that, man, you know? he, he said it. And, uh... Executive order that shit. That's done now. Off you go. Yeah. But you no. can actually YouTube that. I mean, search for it. Uh, you can actually go back there and see the news clip where he, they said it. You know, mm. they were going to uh, legalize cannabis and expunge the, the records of those convicted. It's like it was said. 
We haven't had it. So do I trust Joe Biden? Heck no. Mm-hmm. There's no way. If he's, I mean, if he, <laughs> what's he going to say next time? Well, I didn't do it last time, but I'll do it now. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, when it when it comes back down to being elected again, he's like, yeah, so, oh yeah, I mean, I said it last time, but I forgot about that. I've been busy, yeah. you know. I'll, I'll get, oh yeah, I'll get it. Just elect so, me again. I'll get it. Uh, first week I'm in, I'll do it. Yeah, right. first week, yeah. uh, no problem. <laughs> I'll be done. Uh, As if politicians, man, they're all full of shit. We can't trust any of them, man. It's absolutely fucking joke. But anyway, I don't trust them. Yeah, don't ever trust them, everybody. They are not mm-hmm. there for our best interest, regardless of what they try and tell you. But some forum news. We had uh, uh, Cloudy Chrome's won the light. The oh, yes. HLG 700R spec. He won that light. It is on the way to him. As far as I know, I've sent the emails out, so it should be on the way to him. But uh, yeah, congratulations to him, man. It's a beautiful light, everybody. Go and check out if you haven't seen it. Just head, head over to the HLG website and see the 700. Beautiful light. Beautiful light. And check out some of their other lights. Highly recommended. You know, they, they are sponsors of PercySquareRoom.com, our forum. This is why we have mm-hmm. these awesome competitions. So, you know, just to you know, say we have a, a slight conflict of interest, is that? You know, when we say go and check them out. But they are legitimately the best on the market, man. Go and check them out. Yeah. Uh, I run HOG in my tents. Mm-hmm. Good lights, man. Quality, yes. quality cannabis comes out of that tent now. And I'll tell you, those lights, more power than I need. That's all I got to say, man. Mm-hmm. It's always nice to have more than you need because you can cut it back. Indeed. You can't turn it up any higher than 100%, though. That's right. And go and check out the interview we did with the CEO of HLG as well, Stephen Johnson. He's, uh, you scroll through. If you go to the website, you'll find it. It's easier to find over on the website, which is highandhomegrown.com slash interviews. And you'll see all of our interviews there. You'll be able to find them nice and easy. Uh, any more forum news? There's more forum news, isn't there? We forget. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I'll go ahead and, and uh, let everybody know. If you haven't been over to Percy's recently, you need to go over there and take a look at the avatars because we have right now over oh, at yeah. Percy's going <laughs> the, you know, in a lot of places will have the ugly Christmas sweater, or ugly Christmas jumper, or a tacky Christmas sweater comp- competitions. Well, we can't do that with sweaters because we're electronic, we're forum, we're virtual. So we're doing the uh, ugly Christmas avatar comp over there and we yes. have got some doozies up there i mean there's some disgustingly christmas ones yeah. <laughs> yes they are so i've had a few good laughs and i've had i've rolled my eyes a few times too on some of these but yeah so it's really the, the site is really becoming very christmasy with all of these mm-hmm. let's say far out kind of christmas avatars out there but it's a good comp because uh this comp is sponsored by ariza and the winner of this comp the one that is chosen to have uh, I don't know, the best, the worst, the tackiest, whatever we choose. Yeah, uh, one person will end up winning a, a riser Argo portable vaporizer. So anybody at Percy's who's, who uh, has not entered yet, please nice. get into it, brother. Yeah, man. A lot of people are having fun yeah, with this one. Yeah, yeah, it's a fun comp. It's good to see all these Christmas avatars as well. It's fun, you know. It's, it's just a little bit of fun over this festive period that we're going to have to drag ourselves through for the next few weeks. <laughs> Oh, don't worry. Mariah Carey's made it up on, on one of the avatars already. So, yeah. We... <laughs> and uh, we're going to have a Christmas session. That'll be coming up closer to Christmas. There'll be more confirmation as I get uh, more people involved. But a few fellow podcasters will be coming over to come and chill with us, smoke some weed and chat some shit as Christmas approaches. Uh, Jordan River is going to be joining us so far. Marco from the Brian and Marco show will be joining us. Trying to get uh, Marco on as well, of course. Chad might be able to make it. You know, and I'm just inviting all these random podcasters who we know, you know, friends of the show to just come and chill and chat some shit for a Christmas session before uh, Christmas arrives. So stay yeah. tuned for that. 
and also a conspiracy special. Uh, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. When you get that many people up in there in a room, you're going to have some kind of crazy talk coming in. Yeah, like yeah. This well, we're going to do um, special. a separate one as well, sorting out a conspiracy special. But we're getting Ben Bowling <laughs> from Stuff They Don't Want You To Know. He's been a guest on the oh, show before. Man. Conspiracy podcast. <clears throat> Check that out if you haven't done that already. But he should be joining us. And Brian wants to go on the show to talk about conspiracy stuff as well. So we're going to have a nice little chat about random things. A couple of random episodes coming up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, too bad you can't get Graham Hancock in on that one or something like oh, that. No, that'd, that'd, be, be sweet, that'd be outrageous. Yeah. We'll see how see how that one goes though. Yeah. Yeah, man. So I think that's all the forum news. That's all the news we're covering this week. And of course, if you see any news stories throughout the week that you want us to cover on next week's show, do feel free to get in touch. But let's go to the outro. Let's do it. And there we go, everybody. That's this week's cannabis news and events. The audio might have been a little bit off this week because like the pair of stoners that we can be on the odd occasion, Monkey and myself forgot to press record. So I had to rip the audio from YouTube. So it's a little bit different than normal, but we did click record for the grow guide. So everything should be back to normal from now. But it happens sometimes, you know, we're very excited to get started on the show every week. So sometimes we do forget to press record. But still, good episode. Some interesting news stories there. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Thank you, as always, for being here and listening to the show. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for sharing. If you can share the show, that would be super cool. But of course, no pressure. Just thank you, as always, for being here. I hope you have a good week. We'll catch you on Wednesday for the interview. And then, of course, on Friday for the Grow Guides, which is going to be about grow room, electrical, and fire safety. So it's a very important episode. So, yes, have a good week. Stay high, stay safe, and we'll catch you on the next one. Goodbye.